And that beginning sequence just felt like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of moment and taken. Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where today we're going to talk about The Night Agent on Netflix. You told me about this. I saw, you know, some ads for it. I was kind of hesitant because I was like, oh, yeah, it looks fine, whatever. <laughs> like, you also know I don't watch trailers often. Yeah. So I always like, it, you know, to go into something without knowing it, like without knowing any of the background, because I think it just adds a lot more value to the show if it's able to capture me. But... The show is good. <laughs> it's a good show. I wanted to continue to watch it, but yeah. Yeah, I told you it was like if Jason Bourne didn't have like a shaky cam. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, so Jason Bourne has potential to be like a really good, okay, good concept, good writing, just poor execution on, on like the action stuff yeah. because then like the whole shaky cam just ruins it for me. I remember I couldn't even finish the first film when I first saw it. Because I, I had a headache. I was like, dude, I can't see shit. And then when I got older, I finally watched it and finished it. And I was like, man, this is really good. It's just, I don't even want to watch this for the action scene. <laughs> That's why I think Jason Bourne is actually not a good action movie. It's just a good spy film. Hmm. You take away all the action, it's still a good spy film. Yeah, yeah. It, it still technically works, but because of how they did the the shaky cam and stuff which was one of hollywood wood's biggest mistakes during that jeez era whatever you want to call it yeah like it's i so guess bad. i guess like they're trying to be more immersive or whatever but like <laughs> yeah. like as an audience member watching it i already know and acknowledge that i'm watching a film and like this is fake so just like <laughs> i just want to be along for the journey i don't want to feel like i'm in an action scene like all the shakiness it doesn't work yeah when you're watching a movie yeah it's like <laughs> it's not entertaining if i'm getting punched in the face <laughs> very true yeah. you know it's like we, that's why we watch entertainment yes we watch other people punch each other in the face <laughs> <laughs> it's this so the night agent has surprisingly good production value going into it it's very well done, very well scripted. The whole story of the night agent is fascinating because I'm sure it's real. Having a night agent at you know, in the basement by himself, waiting for calls from other agents needing help or whatever it is. Like that's such a fascinating story. Yeah, it's a cool concept. I wonder how like they came up with it in the first place. Maybe it is real. Who knows? We're not CIA <laughs> agents or whatever. Yeah. But it is cool, and it makes sense that, like, the... I don't know her her character name, Hong Chao. <laughs> uh, she's, the, she's the Secretary of State, right? She's I don't know. Somewhere up there. Somewhere, someone important. I don't remember her name either. <laughs> I just know her as... Great her. actor. <laughs> Great actor. She deserves just to be known as herself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she's like... So you get to be a night angel, and then... But the phone barely rings or something like that. But her delivery of that was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you don't want that phone call to ring all the time. So then when it does ring, it's something urgent and crazy. Yeah, it has to be. 
and I love the way they present it to um so the aunt and the uncle of the one of the main protagonists what what's her name again <laughs> I don't know why we're, I can't we're so names. bad with names right now <laughs> <laughs> didn't write about it anyway so the aunt and uncle turned out to be secret agents stuff like that yeah. um oh right Rachel right Rachel, yeah. No, Rose. Rose. <laughs> I, I agreed with you anyway. Like, hey, yeah, sounds right. It sounds with an R. It's Rachel. But yeah, so the aunt and uncle turn out to be agents, and then they're the ones that tell Rose to call this number so she can get help. With with like the keywords too. Yes. They they emphasize keywords. keywords and it's like a subtle nod to like agenty, like um spy espionage actual espionage uh and then the way he answers like you know essentially like tell me what's going on and she gives him the codes and then she's like um are you you know code name yeah and i was like oh yes of course you want to mention code names because you know these agents are undercover for however long well they're actually retired right they said they were retired well they're supposed to be but yeah and then yeah, and then he's going out, and then she can't give him any of the information that he's asking. And it's essentially just like when you log in for the first time anywhere else, it's like, you know, uh, what's what's uh, the street that your best friend lived on? Oh, it's yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they told me to call this number. <laughs> call this number. It's like, and then he almost hangs up on her, which I think should have been protocol technically. And then they could have dealt with the aftermath afterwards, but then we wouldn't have a show. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're an actual agent, she would have died too. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> but then they could have just covered it up, right? Like, True. I mean, but anyway, you know, I love that scene. I think it gave you everything you need to know about what the show technically is and where it's gonna go. That part was really cool too, because one, I was not expecting the aunt and uncle to actually like die. No, they got murked hard. They they went out so easily, and it was like, oh damn. <laughs> I thought they were gonna be in like one or two more episodes, but it was just like a handoff um of like their information well not really information but like they were handing off the responsibility in a way to rose and that beginning sequence just felt like a mr and mrs smith kind of moment and taken because she's in that house and then the um mercenary or whatever was looking for her so the night agent is jason Bourne. yeah taken Mm-hmm. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith all put yeah. together. This is why you should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> if if that didn't capture you, I don't know what would. Yeah. <laughs> I have I do have one piece of criticism. But okay. It's not on the show. It's on the it's on one of the actors. You can tell who's a good action actor by how they hold the gun. Okay. Let me explain. Okay. Gabriel Basso is the one who plays um <laughs> main character. Main character. So he's really good. In the beginning, you can see how he holds a gun. Uh, I've taken gun safety classes, so uh, this is stuff that you tend to recognize. But you know, and we've been playing um, Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Leon. Yeah. Uh, so he holds the gun out, right? You're supposed to overlap your hand in front of your knuckles, mm-hmm. and then wrap either your your other your left thumb on top of your right thumb, whatever. You know, opposite if you're left-handed, but you know, essentially, your left hand goes on top of your uh, fingers, mm-hmm. holding the gun, right? However, Emma, the aunt, oh. she holds it at the bottom. Oh, no wonder she got murked. <laughs> and I was watching. I was like, if you're an agent. And, she's and, retired. And, and, <laughs> I was like, this is such bad form. And I hate it when people do this because if True. they did their research and, of course, they knew how to hold a gun. Mm-hmm. If you hold a gun at the bottom, you have more of a chance of 
yeah the recoil over. yeah uh, or pushing yourself up and so your aim is gonna be off so that's why you have it on front of your hand so like that's why it was so interesting to watch it instantly took me out because i was like ah oh, well she doesn't know <laughs> i mean good thing she was she only in the class. beginning of the then she got murked and i was like all right that's, that's why she got <laughs> that's why she got murked <laughs> sorry you know if you play emma you watch this for some reason for some reason that's just the criticism next time next time the yeah. next time she plays an agent she'll know exactly if you ever have to hold a gun again <laughs> hold it but other than that like you know but no that's really that's a good detail because then like there's like acting is more complex than just memorizing lines it is more research so then that shows you how much research was done for a character yeah. and it's not like an actor's work is unseen type of thing like their homework can't really be shown it's just like through behavior so if she didn't know how to hold a gun like that then she never really looked taking gun safety classes or asked around too right which is a little more difficult yeah and in this case you know may take some observational skills something like that but that uh safety you know the, the way to hold a gun has been taught for you know from what i know in every class it's just the best way to hold a gun because it's the safest way and it's the most accurate way so I can't imagine someone else saying put your, you know, put at the bottom. So, and again, this is maybe she did take class. I don't know. Right? No, I don't think so. It took me out. It took me. I don't think <laughs> she did. <laughs> so. It's not that big of a like crazy thing. I, I think she's, you know, just so into acting that gun stuff isn't really her her genre of expertise. Yeah. And I try to look her up. Yeah. She did. She She's not really credited in IMDb. Really? Emma in the cast. What? And maybe I just overrode it, but, or, you know, I was over, I overlooked it. Sorry, guys. But I could not find her in the cast. Wow. I wanted to credit, give her credit because I think she is a good actor. Yeah. Outside of the gun thing, like, yeah, I didn't. That's it. Yeah. That's if... just a small criticism. Huh. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one who can't find her because I, I feel like I've also seen her somewhere else before. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Or maybe she just has... Oh, found her. <laughs> Simone Kessel. Nice. Um, oh, she's in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I knew it. I knew she was in something else. I didn't know that. I, I, didn't, I haven't watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> You're like, I knew it. But... The first thing. She's in a lot of stuff. Not a lot of, like, gun stuff, though. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I, like, I want to point out, I don't know if you saw this, and we mentioned that this is a really good action show, action spy show. It's a, it's a good combination of both because it's not pure action. It's not like it's I think they're using elements right now so far of the episodes that we've seen. I'm on episode three now, um, but so far everything is kind of just meshing really well together. Like the action, we're not focusing on too much of the action. We're trying to like actually be on the move. Because they're running away or like they're uh, trying not to get murked. They're not trying to stay and pick a fight. It's like, yo, we need to dip out. Um, in episode two, he like ran out of bullets. Yes. That was an amazing piece to detail because yeah. I went back and I counted how many shots there were. Oh, for real? Yeah. And wow. so for the gun that he has, it makes sense. The diligent homework. Because <laughs> most guns relatively holds about you know, maybe 10, 12-ish, like if you have a, a bigger gun, a bigger pistol, to six if it's a smaller gun. So he, I think, shot around, if I remember right, like 10, nine to 10 shots. But the funny thing is as an agent, you might 
at least carry one more clip with you one more magazine so that's why i was like hmm. that's interesting that he just had one you know thing but i i think i read somewhere too that you don't need another magazine with you because your gun only should do two things it should eliminate the target or allow you time to run away sweet yeah so i was like yeah okay that makes, that makes sense. sense yeah so speaking on that one of the stunts that i love there's one that i absolutely love but i'll touch on this one so okay when he runs out of ammo uh in his gun in the second episode they're in the hotel running away from the bad guys yeah and he's like all right we gotta jump out this window oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> this scene is so good because yeah it shows that it's not that he's not smart he's a smart dude mm -hmm. but in real life this makes sense because i mean they're improving yeah it's like you just you just gotta figure something out yeah, figure something out yeah. so he breaks the window he jumps on i guess like uh it's like a what would you call it glass it, it it's it, it covers you you know like it's a little i'm forgetting words today but anyway it, it's made of glass it's yeah like this glass ceiling almost and he's like yeah it's safe whatever and then the glass breaks because it's not meant for to be stood on to be stood on until he <laughs> falls down and i thought that was hilarious like yeah, and yeah so this is the one of the other things i'll touch on too but the little bits of humor in this is done so perfectly well in moments of seriousness yeah and so like again he falls down whatever he spits up blood which i found interesting I was like oh. i mean he fell pretty high when you think that like he ruptured something when the camera pans down a little well he fell on his face too <laughs> And he's like smacked his. I think she fell on her face yes, too when. For sure. So like when all right, he he fell down to the ground already, and then he gets back up. He spits out blood, and he's like, "All right, jump! I'll catch you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, improvising, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then Rose is like, "What? Are you freaking crazy?" <laughs> and he's like, "Um, you're crazy because there's no other choice. There's people chasing you right now. You know, like, uh, there's they're cornered. She has no choice but to jump." And then I like this brief moment right here, right before she jumps. She's like, she yeah. she detailed the plan of how she's going to jump, which is interesting because I like that people account for, um, I don't know, just filling you in on what they're trying to do. That way you're kind of like, I don't know, better prepared. She's like, all right, I'm going to fly forward or face. Uh, I forgot how she described it, but she's going to like distribute her uh, her weight by jumping a certain way, which yeah. was cool really good and the stunt behind it is really interesting like you mentioned so if we break that scene apart a little bit rose jumps from the window and then he catches her but not smoothly yeah so catches her like a hug and of course her momentum's gonna throw him off so they both fall down and like you said it looks like the stunt person actually hit her face yeah it, it looked like the face hit the <laughs> hit the yeah. ground man. it hit hard and yeah so I love that part uh, to go off of another stunt is in the first episode when he's chasing after the hooded dude that blew up the train. Oh yeah. He gets hit by a car. This is the most gnarly car hit I've ever seen in a, in a show or a movie. He gets hit and this stunt person, I wish I knew, I, I want to give him credit and I wish I did the research before, but he gets hit and I can tell like he broke something for sure. And of course, I, I think there's this rule in the stunt world where if the stunt person gets injured, they use that take. Oh, damn. So I can tell, like, dude, that person who got hit broke something, ruptured something or whatever, because I felt the pain. Yeah, Most it was fun. You watch it and you're like, ooh, but this one I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> this dude's dead. I'm like, no. 
I mean, yeah, he's that impact alone after what he's been through already, like the uh, that explosion that goes off. And so he's already like trying to stay conscious. <laughs> right. Right. But for him to like continue chasing after that bomb, dude, and then get railed by a car is like, yeah, he's out for days. Yeah. It's so crazy because I don't know the stunt person behind that. Give him props because that was <laughs> you felt it. You it. felt the impact. Yeah, and then the character, of course. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> it's a little bit of uh, what is it? The humor. So you know when he is getting repaired. <laughs> repairs. <laughs> nice. He's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the car hit him so hard. Yeah, yeah. he's like oh, he could take it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fix it in later. He's a Terminator. <laughs> um. No, so when he was getting fixed up by the paramedic and he sees the dude runs after him mm-hmm. i love that for a brief moment he thought he could jump over police tape and so like, oh yeah oh yeah i remember that <laughs> that killed me because i was like all right i'm just watching it i was a soldier so oh you weren't sold i wasn't yet. sold okay. on the the, the show even show. after the train like blew up yeah man so i was like all right this is standard essentially is it just gonna is it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's following some tropes. It's it's following some things, and then when he jumped over the police tape, I like <laughs> laughed so hard, and then my wife comes in and she's like, "You know what are you watching?" I was like, "The Night Agent, or whatever," and I gave her the premise of the show that I knew. Again, I didn't watch the trailer; I don't really know much, but I was like, "It looks like it's about a secret agent, blah blah blah," and then she's like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" Then I was like, "This fool tried to jump over tape." <laughs> 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 I was That's... like, even I know, you know, like, you run through it, you run under it, but he tried to jump over police tape. <laughs> I don't know if that was a writing detail or if it was, you know, him making No, the there's no writing detail. That's like, hey, go ahead and try and jump this. I bet you the actor tried to do it and they kept it, kept that take. So then they're like, wow, that was kind of funny. But <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like little bits of humor is what captured me in this. The, yeah, like the execution of humor is that it's not forced. So like, I hate it when people try to make humor work in 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 a tone that's not fit for it so like the night agent is kind of like a more serious dramatic tone so the humor has to kind of like be in alignment of that so even though he tried to hop that thing it wasn't like we're gonna put it in here to be funny no like he legit he's like an inexperienced type of agent too that's why he's the night agent he's not like the the actual person that they go to to be like all right, we need a man on the field. <laughs> yeah. Send this guy. Like he's still earning his uh stripes or medals or whatever you want to call it. Like he's still trying to prove himself. Cause he wasn't a night agent at that time yet, right. as we later find out. Mm-hmm. That was like years before or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh yeah. It might be years. Yeah. It's hard to tell time when they don't yeah, tell it. <laughs> it jumps back and forth a little bit. So another little piece of criticism is like we don't know how far back they he don't. was recorded yeah. or recruited and brought in. But yeah, in that moment, he was not like the night agent yet. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what kind of training he has prior. So like that moment also adds uh, character just because it's like he failed to jump over that rope shows how inexperienced he is. <laughs> or maybe he's so frazzled too. Obviously, he you know he just survived the bombing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't blame him. Like that's not the whole thing. Like I probably would have, I, I probably wouldn't be thinking at that point too. I'd just be like, I got to go after dude sometimes we do stupid shit we do sometimes we do stupid shit. <laughs> like another scene so the whole show and why we love it so much or at least me and i'll talk for myself is that there's a lot of realism in this yeah I, everything is super believable like um so he goes and meets up rose 
and takes them back to his apartment. They're done getting stuff from there. Um, he goes out and then he's, you know, he, he notices that he's getting stalked by two people. Yeah. And beats him up, you know, confronts him, beats him up and then asks for their wallets. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, you give her, give her your wallets and stuff. And then she goes and takes the wallets. <laughs> she puts it in her pocket. She puts it in her pockets. And then it's like, no, 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 we're not going to take their wallet. We're not going to rob them. We just need their IDs. <laughs> and I was like, dude, yes, I would totally think the same thing because of you know, what I've watched or whatever else. Yeah. I wouldn't think you would need the IDs. Be like, okay. Like, I guess we need their wallets for whatever reason. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just following this guy who saved my life. True. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he also said he's an FBI, so like it makes sense that he's like, I just want their IDs. So I'm going to call some agents in to check up on these guys. And it also shows his experience now, which is really cool because, you know, when he's in his apartment getting stuff before this moment, he puts a camera up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, someone might follow us or whatever. He's checking his surroundings. He says that he's trained in, uh, what is it, vehicle maneuverability, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, yeah, when he was trained. Yeah. maneuverability. And... Again, he's able to fight off two people. You know, he he's able to recognize that there's two people following him. So like, you can see that he's and he also take hits. Like he's yes. not executing it perfectly. Like he's not, I don't know, like a perfect soldier. I get. Um, how should we put he's it? He's not John Wick. <laughs> well, John Wick takes hit, takes hits too, though. Yeah, but not from uh, two random dudes. Two randos. Yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, like it. It's he's experienced enough to take on two guys at the same time, but not like he's not OP. You know overpowered yeah it's it's true that's why it makes him so much more relatable and i give credit to again his name is Gar gabriel basso um sorry if i butchered the last name yeah, <laughs> names and i apologize guys have you seen this actor before i haven't no. seen him so i thought i saw him in a different netflix show and i i was just flipping through it and it's there he just looks like another dude <laughs> <laughs> but i think he doesn't have that many credits but he's actually really good yeah he's really good Oh, he's in Super 8. I didn't know that. Oh, Super 8. Long time ago. That's an old one. 2011. That's. I don't think he has that many credits. No, he, he doesn't. Like, Well, he does have credits, but it's not like well-known films and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves recognition. He's he's able to sell this role so well done. Jason Bourne, baby. Jason, <laughs> he's the new Jason Bourne because he's good. Yeah, he is. I, the whole cast is actually really good. So... No, that's gonna go off. <laughs> uh, what's the Terminator dude? He was in T two as the uh, the liquid guy. He's in this. Oh, that guy. He plays the agent. Hawkins. Yeah, Hawkins. He's he like the lead of security or something, head of security or something like that. Head of the uh, director of FBI or something like that. Some some high. Some well, high. We don't know these terms because <laughs> they all sound the same. To we be did honest, watch the show. I swear. Like, well, <laughs> it's just when it comes to like hierarchies and stuff, I I get lost in like the titles because there's true. so many. It's like head of this and um, security of it. It's like I don't know. You're just a big. Okay, so you're we at the top. <laughs> yeah, we get it. That's yeah, all I need to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in this. Hong Cho, we mentioned, is in this. So their cast is actually fairly stacked. I like the um, allude alludedness illusion <laughs> they allude to hawkins being the the guy that's like the mole the mole yeah and then we find out he's not yeah because he met up with the guy who i guess is the bad guy's boss <laughs> yeah, the bad guy's so boss general, guys. if we knew the names we would tell you <laughs> well and names aren't helpful it's just more like bad guys is probably better <laughs> 
<laughs> the two people, the couple that goes to kill the two hitmen, the protagonists. <laughs> There's like two bad guys. <laughs> oh, we're selling the show. We're, we're doing a great job. Uh, another little bit of humor in this that was super funny is with the bad guys. I love the character time that we have with the bad guys. They are so interesting. Yeah, because it's this girl who looks like Bellatrix from Harry Potter. You know, oh yeah, it's like that actor. Um, she's unhinged, you can tell. And then this other dude who's quiet and more contained and reserved. Like, yeah. Um, they have like such an interesting relationship because you can tell she's crazy. He's not. And when we get like the first time we get really introduced to them, end of the first episode, amazing intro by the way. You can tell they're bad guys. They go up to this house. Uh, they're trying to get information from this lady or something, or I, I don't know what's going on, but. You know, she they pretend to be a couple with a baby. Oh yeah, yeah. And then she they they needed a bag from her. Oh yes, okay, yeah. They they get they got a bag from her, but she pretends you know that she lived at this house to convince the lady who lived there currently to go in. Gets the opportunity to goes off and makes a mistake, saying that you know she was out on this balcony with the boy and messed up this opportunity you know with the chance with him. I love the facial expression that the. Yeah. that lady had to she was, on. she was like what are you talking about right i don't understand and we then, just built that deck and the funny thing <laughs> is that they had a baby with them mm -hmm. and so again so they go on they killed the lady to get this bag and the dude who was carrying the baby baby's gone yeah yeah <laughs> i i noticed that detail too <laughs> yeah. so like when he left i was like wait did they just yeah, forget their baby? The baby and then we have that small news <laughs> yeah um, saying that the baby was taken yeah the baby was kidnapped yeah and then there's some lady in the park or something was like beat up or something yeah and so they're I, not they're they're like they're willing to do everything except kill a baby so that's good <laughs> <laughs> i guess they have some morals <laughs> they're also really funny because we get a hint at this in the second episode he uh he has how do i say this i'm just i'm just gonna say it so he has uh uh penis problems <laughs> i think he has erectile dysfunction he has the ed because you know they have a moment where when rose not rose rose and the main guy got away oh okay yeah go, yeah. and then the bad guys go back to the motel oh yeah yeah wherever they're staying and she like wants to have sex with him mm -hmm. but he's like you know it doesn't work and stuff like that and she's like you know do the do the thing with your fingers that i really like so he's finger banging her Sorry for the, you know. <laughs> explicit detail. Explicit detail. But then, like, he gets a call while he's doing it. Yeah, and then he answers. <laughs> he answers it all calm and stuff. He's like, no, no, I'm not busy. And then just stops fooling. He's like, we got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, so focused on work. But it's interesting because, like, every time we have a moment with them, we're actually learning about their relationship. So, like, yes. the next time we see them again, she shows him this house. And she's like, oh, yeah, I talked to the real estate agent saying that. This place isn't going to be occupied for like a month or so. They're out of town. And then that hitman guy was like, why are we here though? And then she starts talking about like, well, I just, wouldn't it be great? And then she starts to talk about like their future because she's thinking about settling down and like having a family or like having a nice place where they don't have to travel all the time and like try to murk somebody. Like she actually wants to have a relationship with him and start a family. So it makes them more, makes us as the audience 
be more empathetic to these so-called bad guys yeah. but they're just doing a job they're just yeah and that's every like they're they're so good at just being humans even yeah. though they're also mercenaries <laughs> yeah. and skilled mercenaries like they know what they're doing every place that they go to like uh when they followed rose and the secret agent <laughs> to the hotel like they turned off all the power they you know had information and whatever and they knew where they were staying at the hotel room she dressed up as a house or what is it a housekeeper uh, uh, yeah and you know was like housekeeping housekeeping came in and it was like ready to yeah she right had a, a pistol out <laughs> she's like waiting for rose to answer the door and then just like murk her on the spot yeah and i was like dude that's so smart of course you mm -hmm. would say that housekeeping housekeeping like you let the housekeeping in yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you leave the do not disturb on the doorknob yeah and that's you which i wonder why they didn't do but well they were in a they were hauling ass yeah because like the um that main guy we should look up his name actually <laughs> yeah give him the credit uh, the main character. we just know his real name which is gabriel basso oh peter 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 yes so peter is well the cool thing is that Peter wasn't even supposed to be there in the first place at that uh, hotel because it was Rose's invitation to have like morning breakfast. And, and then Peter's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then like that day came. And then Peter, the moment he shows up, he's like, yo, where the heck is the security detail? Like, I think from the get go, it's just like, I'm glad that that happened rather than us getting some sort of like rom com type of deal. But like this showed urgency because it was like he's still on a job, even though he's going going to see Rose as like for breakfast or whatever. So like he shows up and he's like, "Where's the security detail?" And then starts hauling ass all the way upstairs into Rose's place. But the moment he got to the place, he was like, "Rose, get your shit, let's go." Yeah. So it, another really funny detail to all this too is like Rose always needs clothes. She, <laughs> so far, she like gets taken. Uh, the first time, you know, they meet or whatever, he takes her back to his apartment. I was like, grab some clothes and, and choose whatever you want and then let's go. Yeah. He takes her to the hotel. She She's in a bathrobe. She's in a bathrobe <laughs> when they need to leave. And then they have to go to a place to buy some more clothes. And like it's continuing <laughs> to like like why does she need so much clothes? <laughs> I mean, why is she always missing clothes? But then I thought I was like, okay, that makes sense because she's the person that like you know, she's ta she's uprooted from what she knows. Yeah, she's always uprooted. And so she just needs new clothes all the time and whatever. And so they're focusing on this small detail because it makes sense. Well, it's inconvenient, too. Like, she doesn't know when to relax because the moment she relaxes, it's time to dip out. Yeah. So, like, her being in the shower and then Peter shows up and is like, yo, get the fuck out. Like, we got to go. Or that first time where she didn't know her aunt and uncle were going to get murked and she needed to run. So it's like can't carry any clothes. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah that's what your first thought. Yeah, so maybe in the third episode she already has like a backpack. Ooh, backpack if, we, if we see character, yeah, development and then character development. Yep. Yeah, that'd be really smart. Small uh, details. Do you want to get into theories? I have a small theory. Okay, go for it. I think Peter. Peter is gonna be the mole. Is what? Be Holy hot take! Hot take! Hot take! So again, why do you think that? We haven't finished it. Okay, but. In a show like this, it would be an amazing. What what would you call it? Twist. Uh, twist. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. What word were you looking for? It's <laughs> looking for a twist. I can't think of it. But it would be an amazing twist to the show, if he's actually working for the bad guys. 
But it also turns out that he's a, a triple agent. So he works for the FBI, but works, you know, techn- he technically works under Hong huh. Cho's character. I have a feeling that, okay, so two theories, actually. So it's either him or Hong Cho's character, because Hong Cho is either manipulating him, or he's working for a whole different side and needs, like, this drive that they're after. And it just seems to me that he's trying so hard to break into this drive. It's like, ooh, I wonder if that means anything, because he's like, we need to get into this drive. We need to know what they know, blah, 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 blah. But if you're an agent who is assigned to just protect her, you technically won't care about what's on the drive because it's out of your purview. No, he doesn't, like, <clears throat> it's because of his dad. Like, he right. he's trying to, like, clear his name, in a way, his family name. And then it was Hong Cho's character that was recruiting him. And then he, like, he thinks it's such a good opportunity for him to prove himself that, like, he's trying to be a good agent. Like, he doesn't actually care about the drive. That's why he, like, wants to bring it into Hong Cho. But it was Rose's um, hesitancy, like, her... Because she knows that there's a mole in the White House. So then she is the one that's like, yo, we better be careful because we don't know who to trust. And then it's hard for him because he's like, oh, man, he really trusts Hong Cho because she's the one that offered him this opportunity to be an agent in the first place. So, like, he doesn't want to take it for granted. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. It'd, it'd be yeah. tough for you, for your theory to work yeah. out. I'm so, just... and that, I, like, I recognize all of that. Uh-huh. But... And again, I could just be overanalyzing it, but we could get a scene where, again, he knew about the train thing and wanted to be there to be a hero, essentially. Even if people saw him as like the. You do know he just tried to jump over police tape, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, it's. it's, it's he's, he's a triple agent? It's, it's like, you know, it's a theory, you know. He's a triple agent. Like, all of that is to show that he's willing to do certain things to get into the White House and then. That's some big mind we'll games. See. He hopped that police tape on purpose. We'll he he also uh, broke through the glass. You know? <laughs> so, all for this moment. All for to fool you. I don't know. Dude. I don't know. He's doing a good job if it, that's what it is. Because we don't know. It's a spy. It's a spy. True. Show. True. I mean, anything can happen in a spy thing. Yeah. Like who? Rose is a spy. <laughs> Dude, what if she is? <laughs> that would be the plot twist. She's the one that got her aunt and uncle killed. Yeah. That's true. Oh, Ooh. that could be true. That'd be interesting. But we know that's not true. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say it's the aunt and uncle. Yeah. Drive. But yeah. it's cool that she is, um, she's a the CEO of a cybersecurity company. So she knows. Yeah. Like, they give her a really strong technological background. And they're not using like a bunch of techno babble to make her sound smart. I like that she's just smart. And then when she's like trying to get into the program or the hard drive, she's not using like a bunch of techno babble. She's just like, I can't get in because they're using high security yeah. and my computer can't handle it. <laughs> it's like, level two, level uh, three, it's uh, international, whatever. Something, security. something. But it wasn't mm-hmm. like she's not trying to sound, I don't know, whoever wrote it definitely, um, I think they did it right by not using too many big words. That way it's like, oh yeah, let me just overcomplicate this dialogue so that we can make her sound smart but sounding smart is not the same as just being smart i agree because again we mentioned like the script is very well done it's like conversations that are believable which is important it's not overly complicated so that we get lost in the jargon and even when you know 
when Peter is sitting in on this meeting of higher ups, you know, Hong Cho's character, Hawkins, everything else, like they're not talking about X, Y, Z, that stuff that we don't know is stuff that we can at least understand, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the specific detail, but it's mainly like, here's a debrief, what happened, right? And they're like, these two were secret agents, but they were retired. However, if they were working, they were working under the books and like all that you can at least comprom like comprehend like oh okay well you know they're retired agents that yeah like doing other stuff because then hawkins was working with those retired agents and it's like all right well tell us more and then hawkins is like that's all i have to say like he didn't reveal anything so like it, it makes it harder for us as the audience to trust him as well not just like the people in that uh, debrief but it's like yo those agents just got killed and you don't want to like tell us what y'all were working on or <laughs> you can i'm sure <clears throat> hawkins is a is a red herring red herring yeah yeah so you know he's probably not the mole hong cho is <laughs> hong chen. i don't know but it's even harder to believe that as hong cho because then like she had that moment with the president madam president too yeah and it was that's like in, that's in episode three though oh is it yeah, yeah it's the start oh. of episode three because i didn't know if you got there yet oh okay i love that yeah, okay, so teaser, you know, teaser. Episode three. <laughs> episode three. the president, the woman president, love it. Um, yeah, they have that moment and they sit down. It's like this is a super important meeting of higher ups about this national security. It's yeah. now gone to that point. And yeah, so Hong Cho. She's, she's like missing information too. She's like, yeah. like she wasn't rushing to call Peter in either when he was late to, to meet his deadline. Because then she's also on the side of like, I don't know who to trust in the White House either, but she is not like she's ex. Uh, she's not delivering this through exposition. We just see that she's just ignoring it on purpose. Right. And then when the president, Madam President, like confronts her about it, and she's like, "Well, I don't know who to trust. So like, <laughs> unless you fill me in on the situation, then we can talk about when to, what to do, whatever." And that's why it's so smart to be the mole because now she's worked so hard to be there. And, you know, she can get information from almost anyone. She also brings in an agent whose dad is discredited. So everyone already discredits him because of his dad. Interesting. So you, okay, maybe Hong Cho is the one that defamed his dad and then yes. recruited him yeah, to make all part him. Of the plot. Yeah, damn. See? Hey, it's all falling together. We figured this out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to watch the rest of the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be insane though because that is kind of true that's a, a good point to bring up like why did she recruit him you know yeah yeah like they they do have a scene i think it's in the second episode where yeah this is after peter uh saves everyone on the train you know survives the train thing and then they meet at the zoo just them two that's why i always thought it was weird it's like why would you guys meet somewhere relatively secluded and I don't know. She says some like stuff that you know is like that's obviously can convince him to come and I don't know <laughs> fix the reputation. Yeah, and she also made a pretty cool like analogy or metaphor or whatever. She's like, um, "Who do you think like the, is the strongest or something like that of the animals?" And he's like, "Bear," but they're looking at tigers in in that scene. And then she's like, "Yeah, but I think the one that's in control or whatever is the person that holds the keys." And then she points to like the zookeeper. Yeah, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one in power is the one with the keys. Yeah, it, it's the one that 
contains the the animals in the outside world <laughs> something like that <laughs> and it's her <laughs> it's her <laughs> but yeah good show so far yeah good show like, yeah. I'm sure it's gonna end on a big old cliffhanger at the end of the show. I don't know. We'll oh see, man! But oh, I'm maybe excited. the cliffhanger is Hung Cho is the mole. Yes, and then we see we, in the second season what happens to her. I don't think Hung Cho is the mole though. Hmm. My theory, and it, it is my theory. I'll stick by it. <laughs> I convince myself it's not Peter, but it's Hong Cho. <laughs> I think. Well, it sucks because then we actually don't know like those uh, those bad guys like names it's just like that one dude that's working with the other security detailed guy that's in the debriefing mm -hmm. in the conference room mm -hmm. yeah, so I think he was the head of uh secret service or something like that one of them something with the security detail because then he's able to like when hong cho confronted him he's like or she was like how do you not know that someone called your your guys off like that doesn't make sense <laughs> and then peter asked the right question like uh -huh. who has the power to do that yeah it was her, that guy, and Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, hmm. if it's not you, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, see, and that, that's the thing. It already narrowed it down for us too. And the Secret Service dude hasn't been in it for too long. We don't really know his thing, but Hong Cho. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that one. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good show though. <laughs> yeah, good show though. We're gonna finish off um, the series and then we'll uh, talk about it some more. Oh yeah, I guess that's a that's it for this episode. Yeah, that's it for this episode. So thank you for joining us. We are the Discuss and Discuss podcast. I've been Kevin. I've been Derek. And um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Always for more content. Always for more content. <laughs> Bye. Bye.